Right, so we'll, we'll start off finishing off Yehoshua and see whether we get on to Shoshim and see how long it takes us. There's only a few minutes left, so I'll still say a bit more about Yehoshua rather than start Shoshim. So I'd, re- I'd read through the, psu- the, the last Psukim, yes? What had happened was Yehoshua had died. He died at 110. He called Eved Hashem at the end of his life. That's the, the great place. Very few people. Moshe calls Eved Hashem. David is called Eved Hashem. There are not very many people who are called Eved Hashem. Um, and we spoke a while at the end of his life. Maybe he's, because at the end of his life he sees that he's done what he's supposed to be doing. Or maybe Mixer Shvach and Shabbat he's alive. He's not going to be called it. He's the one who writes Yehoshua. Yehoshua wrote Yehoshua. So he could hardly any earlier in his life write down Eved Hashem, which would be, be inappropriate if he knew that he, what he was going to write. That does, by the way, mean that I, I, I perhaps have criticised, if that's me criticised, but put a, too much of a, a dark slant on him. One of the issues is, why didn't he, because I'll say he died 110, rather than 120, which is rather Moshe Rabbeinu did, because he was a bit misrational in getting rid of the Canaanim. But it, it's only a question of, of, of emphasis. I saw that somebody, um, one of the first explained very often, yeah, the, the principle was, as we've been, we said many times, that ma'at ma'at agoshen amenorets. They weren't supposed to, to go around and just get rid of the goyim in the short term. He was correct in doing what he was doing. They, they originally fought against the nations who had strong armies who came to fight against the But after that, that time, we've told many times that the land was calm. That means it was accepted that Yiddin are now in control of the whole country. But they left the Goyim in certain cities, and he particularly left them in the, where we call Gaza area, and in the north and the northeast of Eretz that the, the, the whole areas were left, and certain cities around, around about were also left. But those, we said, had to, had to stop serving Avedi Zorah, and had to be macabre to pay taxation. And bit by bit they would be thrown up. Nevertheless, there was a certain, a certain amount of hisrashness on the part of Yeshua. And then we also explained, I think, but it's just important to, re- to remember this. You know, one of the things we're told here on positive number base is there's Atzmos Yosef Asheheru B'nei Yisrael Mimitzrayim. The bones of Yosef which B'nei Yisrael yeah. brought out from Mitzrayim. It's a famous chazal about this. Moshe Rabbeinu brought him up. And Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm not sure if I've said this last week, I, was actually, I, I'm not, <laughs> I might have already commented last week, tell me if I did, that Moshe Rabbeinu brought up the answer Yosef, the Kali Israel was also busy. They were busy sh- collecting the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were told, uh, uh, go to, to, to the business. Please, please, ask them for guilt. So Moshe, what was Moshe doing? So nevertheless, the Gemara says about Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu's Chacham Leiv Yikach Mitzvah. Did we mention last week? No. Chacham Leiv Yikach Mitzvah. He's a clever man. He chops the mitzvahs. I think. So the Mephoshim say, what do you mean? Moshe Rabbeinu takes mitzvahs. They also get a mitzvah. Oh, yeah. There were two mitzvahs in front of them. One mitzvah was to dig up, was to get, find, discover the body of Yosef and get, and get him out, which was apparently hard. There were some magical tricks which they One way or another, you had to be, it's a schwer mitzvah. And at the end of it, what do you get? Gashmir's Hopmanish from Dane. The other one was a mitzvah which gives you guilt. So which mitzvah do you choose? So the, the rest of Klali Sword chose the easy mitzvah, the mitzvah which gives you Gashmir's 
Choosing the mitzvah of getting rid of the goyim was going to be a hard mitzvah. First of all, it means you leave your wife and your children. You risk being killed. But also, do you didn't like killing? We don't like killing. We're naturally, you know, it's, uh, we wince at these ideas of, of, of seeing the violence or whatever. That's not us at all. It's Edom. It goes around with the, 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 the gladiatorial, they, they kind of the whole circuses watching people fighting against the, uh, the, uh, the tigers or, or lions or rather being eaten up by the lions. Oh, what marvelous. Oh, what fun, you know. It's not fun for us. We would hate to do such a, such a thing to do it or to see it, yeah? So, the Yidden, for the Yidden to leave their fields, which they now had, they had all these fields given over to them. As the Prozac says, you had fields which you didn't plant, and nevertheless, they're, they're, they're there. And they leave them to go to kill people. To kill. I mean, that's unpleasant. And so, therefore, they did the mitzvahs that they did do, what mitzvahs did do. And they, they learned Torah. Well, now, do you remember, we, we said something similar in relation, that was my children, I think, about, about Chofni and Pinchas. How come Chofni and Pinchas actually did not, were not muck with the kinim of these women who came to bring it? They were blamed that they didn't do the, uh, you know, the sons of Avi, yeah? Mm -hmm. That they didn't bother to, to, to uh, offer the corbonus of the women, and therefore they stayed overnight, and one way or another they were blamed either because this did occur, or because some simply they, were, they, were, they didn't go back to their husbands. One reason or another they were, they're blamed for it. So why didn't they do it? The Prussian Shadows because they're busy learning. They had their carousers, they had their zmanim, you know. So we've only got two hours for, for this Vavida. And that's the Kodesh Baruch says, no, 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 that was wrong. You should have put the Vavida first, rather than your learning. And that's a mistake in how to go about things. Yoshua, I just want to say once again, Yoshua and his Angelis, they preferred to sit and sat and learn and they davened or whatever. You know, that's another mitzvah. I'll do my mitzvah. They do theirs. And that's the, the, the Ishrashtos of Yeshua. And I'm, I'm wondering whether that's the reason why we're told at the end, in Prophet Lama Base, this Atmos Yosef, this must have occurred well before the end of this story. I mean, you would have thought it would be, be much earlier. Is it perhaps a remez to tell them, you know, you should have done the good mitzvah, you should have done the mitzvah which was the, uh, the mitzvah which is Romeolai rather than than, uh, than, than simply uh, doing the other learning. Sorry? Bene Yisrael. Now I'm going to come to it. Why is it necessary that here, there, and Yeshua, you say, in Yisrael, the first of the sword of Yagar, in Hamor, and Yisrael, the milk city, all this information, why is that the empty? Well, I've given you one, one explanation of why. Yeah, you understand what I don't understand? What yeah. is your subject here? This information, this is the very end of, of, of all the story. Here. Yeah. Let me, I, I, I'll, I'll say, first of all, I've made, I've, now with this suggestion, I've explained why the Possek is put here, which you would have thought they, they would have buried him long before. Oh, no, surely yeah. he wouldn't have left the. the uh, you know, once they took over Shem, they would have, they would have buried him earlier. But the question is now why some of the points you've mentioned here, why do we need to be told there's Atmos Yosef Sheheru B'nei soil, which is Mr. Sangi was saying, this is obviously wrong anyway. Because it's not buried, it was not brought up Heru B'nei soil. 
Obviously, it's got to be factually accurate. B'nai Yisrael includes Moshe Rabbeinu, otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. But nevertheless, because the mitzvah was nigma al yidei Kalal Yisrael, it's we said, yeah, the, the Yidden brought up the bones and buried him in, because a mitzvah which you've only done apart from it is not a full mitzvah. Now, that doesn't mean to say you, don't, you shouldn't do whatever you can do. We see, not only Moshe brought up the bones, Moshe Rabbeinu made the Ori Miklot on the east when he knew that it was ineffective until you had the ones in the west. Yeah, so you do what you can, even though it's not the, the end of the mitzvah, to do a hachon as But nevertheless, nevertheless, it's, the mitzvah is counted when you've done this. You know, can, can I divert off? You know, the Hasidim talk a lot about hachonas. And sometimes they even regard the hachonas being more than the mitzvah. I mean, here it seems as if I mean, schlepping the bones of Yosef out is, a, is a certainly at least a hachona, and probably more than a hachona. It's at least half of the job of taking, as Yosef said, take me out and bury me in Eretz Yisrael. So taking him out was already a large part of the, of the job. And nevertheless, with the whole fuss is, who did, who did the mitzvah? Who finished the mitzvah? It doesn't seem as if the hachona counts as so important. But now, let me just look a little bit more of this psukim. First of all, you want to know why were we told it's buried in Shechem? Uh, there are significances here. No, 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 okay. So I'll go through, so the, 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 the Pamela, then it goes through, bit by bit. Yeah. We've already spoken about where it's, why it's put here, my suggestion. Why we're talking about Atrehelu B'nei Yisrael, as opposed to Moshe. And then it says, Koru B'Shchem. Why in, why in Shechem? Well, Shechem had a number of admirers. First of all, Yaakov Avinu had given it to Yosef. He said, Shechem It was also within the land of, uh, it was within the land of, of uh, Ephraim. So therefore, he's going to be buried in his own, in the land of his own Shevet. And, and that's what I spoke about last week. I remember talking about this, about, about um, the Ralbank, who says, it's a good idea to be buried always where, because you have your own lands, to be buried in your lands, your children will visit you. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing. You do want your children to come to you, to daven for you. you, you they ask you to intercede for them. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So since the B'nai of Yosef, the Enochot, that is, Ephraim and Manasseh were going to have, have this area where Shechem was in it, so the obvious place was to bury him in their area where they are. We come to the, the Zedas, the Zedas Kever, Yosef Asadik. But um, why also Shechem was the first place which was bought? It represents the beginning of the Kenyan. I did mention this last week. Mm-hmm. The Kenyan of Eretz Yisrael. Although Avraham Avinu bought the Mosul Machpelah, that was to be buried. That was a burial place. It wasn't meant to be a living place. This was the first place which was bought and therefore owned. Because until that time they didn't own anything. They were just going from one place to another. In the wilderness, in the, in the, in the desert, or the, the outskirts of town. Avraham Avinu never went into towns. He didn't want to get involved with towns where, the, where all the people were fry. He was, uh, his attitude was, I'll be in a, you know, let the people come to me. I'll deal with a, a, a limited number of people who I can, I, can, uh, I can impress. Didn't I mention this? I mentioned this idea once before. I'll say it again. About um, the, um, the Arthur Manal of Gateshead. What's the difference between the Vardok and the Babich? 
I'm not being criticised about it. I mean, just <laughs> what was the difference between the Vardak and the Bach? The Vardak also was busy trying to be Makarov, people who worked for him. So he said, ah, well, the difference was the Bavich go into the into the uh, dance halls and the clubs and whatever to try to make people fun. Whereas in the Vardok, we slept them out and put them into the base of Avramovino kept his place, his Aisho, yeah, where he was in the middle of nowhere, yeah? And he slept people. He never went to Shlep, to, uh, to Sodom, to Sodom, yeah? He didn't go to the towns. He got people passing by where he was the majority, as it were, and he could easily, he could influence them. Anyway, so here as well, so the first point place which was bought was Shechem, which was bought by, by, by Yaakov. And therefore, this is where they, it's, 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 it's a holy, it's one of the holy places. It's interesting how the, of all the places where the Arabs are now, um, you find them above all in, Uri, in Shechem and in Yurichai, which is also yes. the first, which Kali sort of captured, and uh, to a certain extent also in Yerushalayim, which is also, and Heaven. Which is another one of the, the four places which you'd mentioned as being you'd, you think of being as, of being the uh, Yisraelis of of, y- of Yiddishkeit. <laughs> They've got them all. Anyway, so then it says, Kasito, with a hundred Kasito. Now that's actually very interesting. Um, it's actually mentioned, of course, in in the Psukim. He bought it, but Meo Kasito. But what is Meo Kasito? A hundred, a hundred kasita. British kasita. Was the kasita? Yeah. So Rashi says elsewhere, and it's a passage from the Gemara, and the Matsuda says here, here as well. Kasita is also called a mor. Now, don't ask me why things would be called different names in different places, and if that doesn't mean much to you, a mor is also a geyor. Hmm. It's called a geyor. Yeah. Now. Let's work out a little bit of cal- my calculation on this. I'm not sure whether I saw it originally from the stipers, say from Homish Bichas Peretz, or whether I just didn't, I didn't think I understood all the mathematics until, until more recently. <laughs> Let's consider this for a moment. Avomo Vinu bought Morsa Machpelah for 400 shekel. Abba Meir's shekel kept. Millions today. Joe Kesef, what? It's millions today. Is it? Value. Now, how much did Yaakov pay for this field? Now, he paid a hundred more, which was a hundred kasita, which is a hundred more, which is a hundred geyor. Now, we know we know from last week's Sedra, Esrim geyor hashokel. So, it's twenty geyor is one shekel. So, a hundred geyor is five shkolim. Now, five shkolim is not really very much. Is what you give for pidgin abed. Yeah, and if, therefore every person is expected to be able to give uh, a to be able to give a uh, five shekel. I mean, obviously, it can't be so much that nobody can afford it. But I'll give you another way of understanding it. The the ksuba of a woman a is is mosaim zuz. Mosaim zuz is fifty shekel. Yeah, as we call kamaya habesulais. That's the amount of money you'd have to give the positive in the case of a man who. Either who's, who's, um, persuades a girl to, to live with him, so as Mafuta, so you have to pay, uh, uh, you have to pay Kumaya Abdusulas. Kumaya Abdusulas is, Kumaya Abdusulas is 50 shekel, this is mentioned somewhere else, yeah? Commission shekel. Yeah? That is a year's living. Ah! Oh, 
and that says the Rashim payer that that is a year's living because he was worried about the definition of an Oni is somebody who hasn't got 200 Zuz which is also 50 shekels as I told you so the Rashi is worried what is the, me- the meaning of poverty we say 200 Zuz you haven't got 200 Zuz you're an Oni and you can collect Zlocha so what is 200 Zuz so he says that it's one year's income now I don't know how much a year's income is because <laughs> nowadays we're not talking well, I, you know, I, I, we're not talking about bread and uh, bread and water. We say perhaps in those days they were. That was, I mean, if you said nowadays income, it, as you said, the average income I think in England is is, 80, is twenty thousand pounds. Plus, I think normally uh, we find both, both people are working. Sorry, written as a few months will be. Sorry, written as a few months it will be. <laughs> <laughs> and using also chlal, uh, our cost of living of basic and and the Ontario is rather more. So I'm not quite sure how much, on the other hand, they, they then were surviving on far lower standard than we have nowadays. But clearly, it's a largest amount of money, yes? Yeah? It, it's, a, it's a large, it's a reasonably large amount. That is commission shekel. But here we're talking about five shekel. So that's, that would be a tenth of a year's income. So he bought a field for a tenth of a year's income. On the other hand, Avormo Vinu, when he bought the, when he bought the, um, what do you call it? When he bought the stair for it, he paid eight times a. Um, Abba yeah. Meis. is four is forty, four hundred as opposed to fifty. But maybe shekel kodesh, maybe double. Shekel kodesh, maybe the double amount. So maybe that's sixteen times an, an annual income. That is a fair sum of money. Yeah, it's a fair sum of money. So that being so, the stipers worried about this dis. <laughs> the, 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 how does it make sense? He says, Mr. he says, that the measurement of a field was standard. They had standard size of a field because you have to plough it. You can't go too far. You it it, find this in Chazal, they talk about the measurement of a field was standardised because you had to plough it forward and backward. You couldn't have it too enormous and you have these sort of combat no, houses. So that being so, the Mr. This, this field is the same sort of size as Ephraim's field. So how can it be that Ephraim was charging, um, was charging eight, uh, 16 times an annual income, which is, which is Shekel HaKadosh, and he is charging only a tenth of a year's income. So he says Ephraim's just certainly got a hard bargain with Avor Mavina. That's Maybe it's, it's true, but I still think the Mercosita is very cheap. To suggest that you can buy a field with, uh, with only a tenth, of a, with a tenth of a year's income sounds to me too little. It sounds to me, that if you remember, the Pesach says that they, they tainered, that Chem tainered, Chem and Chamorah tainered, that there was plenty of land. For all its rachvas yodayim with them. So maybe they wanted to encourage the Bnei Yaakov to come in, and therefore they, they left the price very low. You know, like every now and then we get our governments trying to encourage industry to come in from abroad, so they give them sweetheart deals or whatever to encourage them to come in and to buy land get land cheap and whatever so it could be that this that land was sold cheap there's a mayor casita okay and it means that because it was in the Nachala of Bnei Yosef that's why they buried him which is what I said before or they now regarded it as a Nachala that is they were so to them mm. they know that the Unzra Zedas you know, I mean, just imagine you're living anywhere in Ephraim and you want to go to the Makomas HaKadoshim, where are you going to go? I mean, Shiloh, you could go to Shiloh, 
or which is also in their area, or it was in you know, in Ephraim. Or alternatively, you can go to Kever Yosef. Kever Yosef, you know, you know the Zaydas. There was to them a, a part of their their nachala. Right. Now we get an interesting pasuk. The Eloza ben Aaron Mace. Eloza ben Aaron Mace. Mm-hmm. Now, when did he die? When? When did he die? After Yeshua. It doesn't say, yes. Now, first of all, who wrote that posak? Now, if you say before that, the, that Yeshua stopped writing at the posak of Kavtes, because it wouldn't say the word Vayomos Yeshua, and we say, and then these psukim were written by Eloza, in which case you've got to say that this posak Lama Gimel was written by Pinchas. Yeah? This is the same problem. It also says mace. How could Eloza write yeah. down mace if you say that, you know, sure. If you took my line of argument, which is the same as Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu also finished off the whole, the whole of the Torah. I state that Vayomos Moshe, Elid Hashem, no problem. He wrote what was going to happen. And he, although he used the past tense, as we said in Rosh Kadesh, past tense doesn't mean past tense. Past means perfect. So he's saying it's a fact that he was definitively, definitely going to die and going to be buried in that place. And therefore you use the perfect sense. Past sense is perfect, yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. So I see no great problem why, why, our, why Moshe Rabbeinu shouldn't have written by Yomos from Moshe, as one China says, and the whole Sefer Torah will be complete, in which case Yeshua <coughs> would have written right the way through to the end. I mentioned there's a couple, a couple of cases where the Torah talks about things which was going to happen much later, one of them being the, it talks about the Malch, the Mel, all the Malachim, Hashem Malchu Be'edayim, Lifnei Molach Melach, Lifnei Yisroel, and some of them appear to be much after the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And similarly, the, the king, according to the Ramban, the way it talks about that the Melech Arod uh, fought against Kali Yisrael, and it says, we fought against them by Yahweh Misorehem, that only happened in the time of Yeshua. We mentioned this much earlier in Yeshua. So therefore, the Torah can write in the past tense what is going to, going to write what's going to happen, and writes it even in the past tense, because it's perfect. So I'm, I'm not too worried about, about that, but I, I'm just commenting that you can have this Machlekas who wrote, who wrote this Tzukim. But there's something very odd about this Eloza. Eloza ben Aaron. Right the way through Chumash, we have Moshe and Aaron. 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 And even by Dabba Hashem, Moshe ben Aaron. Although Chazal tell us Aaron actually never had the Abisha speaking to him. It was always Moshe. So Abisha always spoke to Moshe. There may be, there may be exceptions well, where he speaks only about Aaron. Sorry? I think last week said this Aaron and Moshe. Yeah, but Chazal says, yeah, when, it's, when it says Moshe of Aaron, it's only Moshe then told Aaron. It could be when it says specifically just Aaron, maybe then only was spoken to Aaron. But, uh, but uh, when it says Moshe of Aaron, it's Moshe only and Moshe told, told Aaron. Um, so we, have the, we, we mentioned that from Pastor Shemais, when it says that the, first of all, it says that the Kishbor spoke to Moshe of Ezra Mitzrayim, and not therefore to, to, to Aaron. But uh, a cold point, we have Aaron right the way through, Aaron, 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 Aaron. Be- before he dies, he told Eloza, your son will take over. Yeah. And Eloza takes over. And we find Eloza there in the late Moshe Rabbeinu is saying that um, 
that um, is told that the Chalukas Haaretz will be with the Kohen Godel who will have to wear the Uyvatumim and that will be Eloza Velifne Eloza Yama the Apostle says the standing in front of Eloza and we were indeed told when it came to the Chalukas Haaretz we were actually told Eloza was there as it said um, yeah that was in chapter Yotes so Eloza Ataka was, was the one involving the girl, well, that's at the end of the story, and um, I think we had it also at the beginning. Yeah. No, actually, it's not mentioned at the beginning. Only mentioned at the end. Well, yeah, so I'll forget. But it, it actually, if you look in the Yeshua, we've had no other reference to Eloza. Mm-hmm. It's Yeshua, 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 Yeshua gets Akhoshwaka speaks to him, Yeshua goes and does the wars, Yeshua does gives him these droshes, two big droshes at the end, Yeshua stops the sun, Yeshua does the other nisim, Yeshua, there's no mention of Eloza. Sorry? When they surrounded the town yeah. It mentions the Kohen. But does it say in Eloza's name? I have a look. I didn't look. That may be I'm mistaken. I believe you won't find Eloza there. I don't think you'll find Eloza. It's just the Kohen. And everything is Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. Eloza completely drops out. But Eloza was the great Eloza. And yet. Out. And he wasn't a Katar. I mean, when was Eloza. When was Eloza conceived? When was Eloza born? I don't know, but, but we know that Pinchos must have been conceived prior to, uh, either before they left Mitzrayim or in the beginning. Because as soon as the Kohenim, uh, as Aaron was chosen with his sons, any child born after that was a Kohen. Yeah. But Pinchos wasn't. That's the Poshim Shah. And in which case, Pinchas was already conceived before Aaron was chosen to be Kohen Godel, which was already in the second year. So if that's so, after the story of the Eagle. <coughs> so if that's so, why does the. Um, if that's so, um, Eloza could not have been too young. I mean, Eloza was chosen to be the Kohen Godel, and we find he spoke to the people who came back from Midian. Yeah, he was the one who told them all about uh, to- either the Machlekas, well, he, he certainly told them, Moshe Rabbeinu told them about Tumah and got into a, annoyed with them and, and didn't mention something else and along stood up, up stood Eloza and told them, don't forget this, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu told us other dinim, for example, and one he did me- clearly mention, which is that you've got to be um, uh, Geulah's Kalim, the Kalim which are, which are Treif, have to be get rid of the mm-hmm. Tartarfus and maybe as well he spoke about Tvilas Kalim. Some of those who hold Tvilas Kalim is Midoraita. Klimidian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called You see Eloza spoke up. I mean Rashi brings up you see that Eloza could speak up, so why didn't he speak when Aaron was being told off that they burnt the the uh, the, the soya of Rosh Chodesh and it hadn't been eaten? So he said, Don't think he can't speak couldn't speak up. He could speak up. You see he spoke up in the case of, of Midian, but which was which was soon which was then, but nevertheless he didn't speak in, in front of his in front of his father. But that, so that so we find so what my cash is in Chumash we have Eloza mentioned as being somebody who actually went was a Kohen Godel, 
He was the one who's going to, to, to divide the land. He's the one who's, who's, who's tells, who walks out with Moshe Rabbeinu and tells off the people of the, of the Anche and the Chabot, what informs them about these dinim. Yeah? And yet, the whole of Yeshua, and it do. Chabot says, and it do. In Emerson, that's the Kasha of the Gemara. It's a Kasha. It's rocking. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a terrible illustration. It is a, you know, you can do some things very, very well, and yet you're not perfect. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu is Don Tzadik in and that little failure, they suffer from, even though otherwise they've done very well. That is, this story which I mentioned, when they came back from Midian, and, they, and Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, what about Tuma? You know, be careful. If you've been Tome, you've got to keep out of the Machane for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And along. And he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Moshe, and he doesn't mention, and by the way, these Kalim, you've got to, you've got to make them kosher. Uh, of course, they should have known the Deem anyway. Moshe Rabbeinu would have told the Deem of all as Kalim during the 40 years. But nevertheless, as, as Yeshua, as, as the Lord has said, this is the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. But nevertheless, he should have been warned again. Moshe Rabbeinu probably didn't, you know, whatever it was, he was a bit annoyed with them. He was going into a temper. But whatever he was, he didn't mention it. Maybe he thought they knew it anyway, so it didn't occur to him to mention it. And also decided to speak. So Chazal, yeah, that's good. You see in Chumish, that is repeated. It's the only time we've got the deanim of Gula's Kalim is in that Pasha. Elozo is Zoycha to have a Pasha written about him. But nevertheless, he spoke in front of his Rebbe, Moshe Rabbeinu. He should have spoken, perhaps he should have whispered in Moshe Rabbeinu's ear, do you think you want to talk to him about Gula's Kalim? Or something. <laughs> Basically, how he should have coped with it. But somehow or other, he spoke in front of his Rebbe, and that was... The, Felt, felt as an Einish for that, he was cut out of Yoshua. Cut out of Yoshua. for what, please? Sorry? Einish for what? Speaking in front of his rebbe. Although all he said was correct, and although he started off by saying, this is the Torah said to Moshe, he didn't say Man Torah, he mentioned the theorist, this is the, re- the as, remember what the rebbe has said, the Torah has given to Moshe, and he's told you, yeah? Nevertheless, he spoke in front of his rabbi. No good. And therefore, in the whole of Yeshua, it's not just he's not mentioned in Yeshua. He's not mentioned in Yeshua because he didn't do anything in Yeshua. Each time something's happening, Yeshua's doing it on his own. He's stopping, as I mentioned, he stops the sun, or he walks, uh, he, he, he tells him what to do with Yerichai, or Kodesh Baruch who tells him, you know, or Yeshua, each time Yeshua's doing it, and it's all, never is, is there a dibur going to, to, to Elohim. Mm-hmm. He never gets the dibber speaking to him. Yep. And it's only now I'm helping as I'm speaking to you. Sometimes one, one gets inspiration as one, as one speaks. I, I helped, at the time it was a bit strange. But now, now I'm saying, this parsha which talks about the goyol, the goyolas, which in Chumash it has said that lifne eloza yamoid which by the way we never find, we never find Yeshua ever asking except the one occasion which was the division of the of the of the land. Dovid asked for the Yeah, we don't find it in relation yeah. to Eloza. Yeah. 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 We don't find Yeshua ever doing it. Uh, where I don't want to go back to I just quickly was it soon before. 
uh, before. If you go to the... What were those two calls to be about to be spoken? Sorry? What were those two clear calls by name? Sorry? But the name of the two men about whom Yeshua spoke. Their name is mentioned. The two men? Yes, in, in, in the Chumash. Moshe speak, tell them off or something. Aren't you talking about those two? No, don't no. Know, don't. When you said Yeshua spoke in front of Moshe. I said Elohim spoke in front of Moshe. But contrasted, you know, Yeshua was only worried about the cover of Moshe Rabbeinu. Contrast that. Moshe Yeshua, when, when he thought Eldad and Medad was, were, was ah, speaking indirectly, for Kert, he comes along to Moshe and says, Adoni Moshe Kaloi. He speaks, first he speaks to his Rebbe with a suggestion. He doesn't do anything himself. And he goes to his Rebbe and he says to him, You're covered. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not worried about my covenant. But Eloza speaks up in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that the Gemara says is wrong. He had no right, he should not have spoken in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. Even though what he said was right. And even though it's mentioned in the Torah now as a, as a good thing that Eloza did. You might read that parasha, you never think, think of that. You read a parasha, you think what a good man Eloza is. And, and that's why he's like to have a whole, a whole parasha in the Torah talking to us about, about Gideon's Canaan. But there was, for all that, he should have that whispered in, maybe whispered in Moshe Rabbeinu's ear or something like that. Yeah? Yeah, if this is in chapter Yud Ches. Um, the, the, remember when they sent out the, 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 the land, they sent out people to, to um, go right the way through the land. And they, they came back, and they, um, they'd really worked it out. And then Yeshua had to do, we had enough problems trying to work out him. And then it says, Posit Yud, Posit Yud, Yeshua, Hashem. It says Lifnei Hashem. But yes, but how was it done, Lifnei Hashem? We know this from Chumash. There was Lifnei Hashem, was from Rashi there, that there was the Uyva Tumim lit up. But we're not told Eloza. Oh, that he was, he, was, he was wearing the Torah. That's what he says. Right? And then it carries on and on and on. And at the end of the Gansa Megillah, it says, in, in chapter, Yudtes, got a whole thing. Nun Aleph, at the end of chapter Yudtes, Eile HaNachaseh Michalu Elozah Kohen. Somehow, Aranga Shlepje Elozah Kohen. And I was when I went through this originally, I was I don't know if I commented. Surprisingly, Eloza was not mentioned before. And he's suddenly, yeah, even on that thing, he's, he's sort of just an after mention. It is surprising, it's noteworthy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's one thing. So, so and you know, Eloza failed in that. I mean, the Fima de Gossa, he failed in that, but he also failed in something else. He failed in, the, in relation to Yeshua as well. Just he didn't show proper covered to to his great Rebbe Moshe Rabbeinu. He failed to show proper cover to the successor Yeshua. Because remember, we said most last time that it's called in Pesach Lamed. To the, to the north of Hagosh, we said that we look through the whole of the Chumash, the whole of Dach, you don't find any posuk, any place ever called Hagosh, in it darkened Hagosh. So we said that it's a mountain which erupted. There was a volcano 
suddenly coming out. The anger of the, as it were, of the land of Eretz Yisrael, there wasn't sufficient hesped given to Yeshua. Mr. Dominic gave a hesped. The, the, the 30 days it was given to Moshe Rabbeinu or to, or to Aaron, they didn't give. They didn't show proper covered to, to, Elo, to uh, Yahushua. That's what we said, yes? Mitzvah means it was hidden. The hidden, the, uh, they didn't give a proper, you know, they, they hid the, the death of Yahushua, of Yahushua without making a fuss of it. You know, it's like you can find in Pesach, yeah? I can mention Pesach to men. Can't mention to women, and my wife already says, "Don't dare mention Pesach." Oh, <laughs> Tophon, you remember that Tophon, Yeah, the, uh, the it's called Tophon, hidden. Yeah, the Afi, the is, is hidden. Yeah, Tophon is hidden. It was hidden. The the, the death of 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 Yeshua. He didn't make a whole fuss about it, and it was hard gosh. And that's why we said the Kainim, Herichu. Remember, I, I must have said this on Pesach Lamed Aleph. Herichu Yomim Achay Yeshua. They lived days, but they didn't live years. They died soon, in a year or two years, because they failed to give a proper hesper to, to, to Yeshua. They didn't but whose base whose real fault was it? The Skanim didn't. But who was in charge of the Skanim? It must have been Eloza. I mean even though I mean he was after all the Cain Godel. Take away Yahushua, who's the man who's therefore most responsible for failing to give a proper hesper? Obviously, he's the man who's got a, a step on. Now, all the others may have had positions that have been for Canaan. Yes, Canaan. But who was the man who, was the, who had a, a, a position of authority? Eloza. He was the man. Therefore, Eloza Mace. He died soon afterwards. He also died. Because he is blamed for not giving a proper yeah. burial. I mean, it's not my kid. I mean, that, um, he died soon. He failed to give a proper, uh, sorry, proper hesper to, to Yeshua. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, All right. Now, the one other little sticker here. There's also been Aaron Mace. the Givas Pinchos Benoi. And he was buried in the giver of his son Pinchos. Asher Nitan, which was given to him by Harifon. Now, this is a weird posture. Normally, when a person is buried, you say he's buried, he says he's buried in his land, buried in his field, buried whatever. We understand why he's buried in the land of Pinchas. Obviously, it was the same, same logic. You want to bury him where his, 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 his children are, be, uh, where, where, so they will come and visit the, the Kether or the Zeda, and they govern there. And, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we said before. But why is it expressed in the Kiv in Givas Pinchas Benai? It should be in, in his land. I mean, that's the normal way which you describe things. It, it almost suggests as if it's the land of Pinchas and not the land of Aaron. Now, of Eloz, I fully agree when somebody dies, his land is inherited by his son. So technically it is Pinchas's land. But that's not how you normally describe it. If you <coughs> always, you describe it, he's buried <coughs> in his land. Look, look or normally in Chomish, that's how it's described in Tanakh. That's how he said, he's buried in his yeah. field, in his so Rashi talks about this, but give us Pinchas Benai, Mehechon Hoi Oloi, the Pinchas, Chere Boaret. Rashi's asking really two questions. First of all, it says, give us Pinchas. A giver, now remember, Pinchas is a Kayan. So the Kayanim didn't have any Chere Boaret. So Bechal, how would he not have Pinchas, Nishkan Pinchas, and Nishkan Elova? Shouldn't have had a giver. Yeah? And moreover, it shouldn't mean belong to Pinchas. It should have been Elozos. If it's, it's somehow other, it's Yerush, 
So, now, says Rashi says, Sheyorash me Now, why doesn't Rashi say, when to portion? His wife. Yeah, I'll come to the yeah. Why don't you just say, he bought it. Kekaift. Very simple. He bought it. And that would also explain the Losh and Nitam, because we often find when somebody buys land, he can use the Losh and Nitam. Sade Asher Nosan. You can refer this uh, to somebody mentions that. Where do we... Uh, where do I find the word? Vayitzen loy moasa machpeila. Asher loy. Avom ovinu use the lashon. Asher yitzen loy is moasa machpeila. Although it's bought, you find the lashon of giving in relation to land, where, where you, think you, 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 you give a person. You, you, you give I don't know if it's such a great guy because he wanted to show cover to Ephraim and said he's giving it to me. Yeah, although I'm paying for it. But nevertheless, you find the word nitzah. But why doesn't so why do we say he bought it? Because the problem is the land would be Chazeres Bayevo. If he had bought the giver, then at the end of when Yevo came, the land would go back right. to whoever it came from. And in which case it would turn out as a as a tzaddik, Nikba Bakeva Sha'ina Shalai. So therefore you can't do that. Do I I can't really, I'll tell you a story, a story there was a あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
that uh, the daughter of Pinchas, uh, the daughter of Pinchas's mother was 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 the Eloza, was Eloza's wife. Eloza's wife was Yisrael's daughter. Sorry. A brother in love Moshe. Sorry. A brother in love Moshe. Sorry. A brother in love Moshe. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you see that, yeah. Let's have a look at that. Anyway, so I mean, I mean, it doesn't actually. I mean, Lamai says you see Pinchas, so it says Pinchas inherited. I've got a stark akasha. This is actually compared to the explanation. One of the guys are trying to say that Yerusha is 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 arrived from this posuk that Pinchas had this land. How could he have had the land and his father didn't have the land and Bechlarali could have land when he's a Kayan, Dachman Zoga and he inherited from his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Ralbag says that's Drush. And why is it Drush? Because uh, we pass Kenyush Sabal Jabon. Now this is one of the problems of learning Gavara. If you pick up your Perik Yesh which after all is the Perik in Baba Bas which talks about Yerusha you will find a whole load of, of psukim, a whole load of dafim, taking for granted or proving Yerusha Sabal is derisa. And we learn it from the posse of the Yorash Oisa. Yeah? And he ends up, the Yorash Oisa, you inherit her, that is, the man inherits his wife. And right the way through, being a wife, and this posse here, Yerusha Sabal, to show you what has happened, yeah, and other psukim, and it's taken for granted Yerushalabal is Derisa, and that's why Yerushalabal is not Chazeres but Yehuda. It's a Yerusha. He's inherits. State in Pulsak, he's a Yerush, and therefore he's not Chazeres but Yehuda like all other, all other inherited lands. Problem is, in a Gemara, Subas of all places, talking about something else, comes along the Gemara, Rav and Shmuel, and say Yerushalabal to Abon. And all the rest of it is asmachta. And this is a good illustration. It's probably one of the best illustrations you can find of that great principle of, of, of that the Torah is ashir in b'mokem echod and ani in b'mokem You learn the whole of Perik Yeshnechlin. You have it clear in your cup. Yerusha Zabal is the writer. Why not? That's what the Gemara said. And then it's some another Gemara, completely different Gemara, which you would never imagine. Talks about it. And in that Gemara it says Yerusha Zabal Zabon, and that's how the Rambam Paskins. Yep. So Yerusha Zabal Zabon. You can ca- even the greatest of people get, get caught out in that. One of the Chuvas written to the Rambam. They asked him a din about, about um, Shua. How does he know, as he mentions in, 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 in his Yad HaChazoka, the dinim of, of, um, of a line in relation to the, we write to say this, Chumish, Sefer Torah, you have to write a, you have to make a sweeter, and you write it on the sweeter. You have to make sure the. Yeah. So, and, and how do you know? How, they wrote him. How do you know that? So he said, "Taka forgetsen." I don't know where I learned it from. I, I don't know. I got it from somewhere. I the face is free. <laughs> I don't remember. So I got some sorrows with this and that and the other. I can't, I can't remember anymore. Then later on, he writes and said, "Ekom kedankun yo." So good morning, Gittin. And Gittin don't state the Gemara. I live of nowhere. Is it, it talks yeah. about, in the middle of nowhere, yeah, the state talks about the Gavil. Uh, you need that, you need it. So, the forget them. So, I mean, you can get caught out on this. But that's the aim of the, it could even be deliberate. I think it must be deliberate. So they, they're trying to stop you thinking you're a greater Tamachachim if you learnt a few Dinim and you think you know it. No, 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 we want you to, uh, you've got to learn the whole of Torah before you can do anything.
before you can say anything, yeah. So anyway, I said, we pass on to you, Shazabal is the Rabbonon. Now, you could, now, I fully agree, Yushabal, although it's the Rabbonon, is very, very, very strong. I don't quite know why the Chachomim were so worried about Yushabal, but they were. As you know, for example, at the time when a man gets married, he's already, he's already like Keach Rishon. That means his wife cannot sell her property or give away her property during the course of the marriage. Not only not giving it away in terms of the, the payers which belongs to him, but also in terms of Yerusha. He's, he's got a din of Lekeach Rishon. He's got a charge on the property from the beginning of the marriage. Otherwise, a wife has a row with her husband, so she, gives, she stops Yerusha by giving it away. I mean, don't forget, generally, we can, you know, your, your, your children, a person's children inherits them what's left after they die. But you can always give away your property in your life. Mm-hmm. Not in relation to your wife, of course, because she's got the ksuba, which gives her rights, um, also strong rights in relation to, to, to stay in a matrimonial home and to get, and to get uh, ksuba and whatever. Yeah? But, the husband, but the, uh, the, the, otherwise, a man can give away. All these ideas of how you, 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 how you give your, your daughter equal shares to your sons or whatever, or, or half shares, all of this is based on the idea that during your lifetime you can give it away and therefore you can make certain kinyonim or, or shibudim or, uh, or contracts or whatever during your lifetime which will, in, which will enable your daughter or other people to inherit your, your property. Yeah? But not the wife. The wife cannot stop the husband inheriting. Can't be done. Can't be done. Because she's already a care physician. And also he's made, a yoyosh sufficiently that it will even give him the yeah, uh, if you hold that dinner by the floor. So in which case, it's very strong. So I've got no problem in principle with it being a drabon, except I find it very odd that they already would have had this gazera. You see, we're told about certain tacons made by Yeshua, that when, when certain rules in relation to the land, who, but it wasn't only in relation to the land. Other gazeras he made. We find Moshe Rabbeinu, we find Moshe Rabbeinu made tacons in relation to Kriya Satoira, Yeshua also did in relation to that. In relation to Birchus Hamozim, Yeshua Mekazeus, we never find Yerusha's Habah mentioned. David in relation to to Yichud, Shloim in relation to the Yudayim. We don't find in relation to Yerusha's Habah, and it will be a Chiddush that already, when they've just gone into Eretz Yisrael, he's already made a Takol of Yerusha's Habah, and it's not mentioned anywhere that it's one of the Takolos of Yeshua. Elamai, so I find it, therefore, that's a bit surprising. Dan Mazagan, which is the other answer given by the Radak, which was that the land was, and it fits in with the word Nitan, because again, Yerushabal would not fit in with the word Nitan. Nitan means given over. If you're Yerush, you're not Nitan, it's your right. You're Yerush. So why does it say Nitan? It was given over to him. You don't say that in relation to a Yerusha. It could be if there's five, a uh, few Yerusha, so you have to see who gets it's what. You're saying, oh, sorry? No, it's not a matter of one of It's not Nitan. So that's what the Redux says. I mean, the Redux says, which case the word Nitan doesn't fit in with Yerusha Sabah. So Dathman Zogan, as O.E.V., Kolev was given Heaven by Kal Yisrael, and as O.E.V., Yeshua was given Timna Sorach. So who are Din? They gave Yeshua, and they gave to Pinchas a giver. They felt sufficiently close to Pinchas. They gave him a bit of land. It was a decision of Kali Why isn't that Chazer B'yoyvul? Gifts are Chazer B'yoyvul. And therefore, be a Tzadik Kaver B'kaver 
answer is a gift of a rabbim is not chayt of a yovel. If Klal Yisrael decide to give a land to somebody, then that belongs to them, and it's not chayt of a yovel. So that would be the the uh, an idea of that. Right, we've only got a couple of minutes, which I feared was going to happen, or didn't fear. So I talked about those other things which I was going to mention, but in which case we'll have near start Shaftim Hashem next week with an Akdama which I want to give. So I'll tell you the story. First of all, this is a famous story of Kivega. Kivega had a master that there was the, 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 the there was a, uh, somebody who was a Russia who died in, maybe in his town or maybe some other town, and it came to him. That, uh, that the Heva Kedisha refused. Apparently, not only a, he was a he was a Malvavaribis as well, and he didn't give soccer. So when he died, the Heva Kedisha refused to allow him to be buried unless he, you know the story. Unless he gave a vast amount of money, the ocean. So what could the ocean do? So they had to give a large amount of money. Yes. So then they convened as being was as the father. So they complained. They complained to the government that uh, he was overcharged because he was somebody who liked the government. Yeah, he was in Moscow as well. So therefore, uh, how are you talking? So they, they, they wrote to Rebki Vega to justify this action. this action. So he said, it's very simple. He said yes. that every nor- a normal yid doesn't doesn't he's, he's going to have to hear some aitzim. So therefore, when although the, when the land is sold, you, you've only got a leasehold right mm-hmm. because eventually, when a person dies, he's going to the land will be chaser to the original owner. You don't mm-hmm. want it forever. Well, most of the villages hasn't got a hasn't got a tchias uh, and therefore he's going to be in that forever, and therefore he charges him. But actually, this is only deicher than bekash with nisht emes, because one way or another, we have not, you do not have a leasehold. This was a mice which happened here in England. That uh, there used to be a chap.